Welcome to My Weekly Mixtape, a podcast that takes the classic mixtape approach to building a modern playlist. I'm your host, Brian Colburn. Joining me tonight as guest curator is Patreon mixtaper as well as producer for the State of Amorica podcast, the incredible Black Crows podcast, Jason Donches. Jason, thank you so much for joining me on My Weekly Mixtape, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, now I get to ask you the same question I ask all of my first-time guests, and that is, what does the word mixtape mean to you? Well, a lot of your guests have answered the same way I would, and like them, I grew up in the the heartbeat of the era of the mixtape, starting with the dual cassette, where you're recording from one tape to the other tape, trying to put that perfect mix of songs together to send a message to somebody, or for me, you know... I didn't have a CD player in my car when CDs first came out. I only had a tape deck and I preferred to make, I'd have 10 or 20 different. This is my, you know, smooth jazz mixtape. This is my old school hip hop mixtape. And to a fault for me, mixtapes actually sometimes get in the way, especially now in the era of went from burn disc, BNPs with people into now playlists, streaming, but I went through quite a phase where I listened to almost exclusively mixtapes and sort of lost the art of the whole album front to back for a long time because I loved mixtapes so much. Yeah, I'm guilty of that from time to time. But for me, it comes in waves where I'm all about the album for a few months and then I just need to mix things up and then I'm all about the playlists and mixtapes. And I especially loved it when other people would make you, hey, I made you a funk mixtape. Check this out. And then most of it would would be pretty good, but then you'd pick up, oh, I really like that. And then you go on a deep dive and now you've just learned a whole new artist you didn't know before. Yeah. One of my buddies who's sadly no longer with us did a instrumental progressive mixtape for me once. So after 90 minutes of listening to, actually at the time this was done on CD. So after 80 minutes of listening to this, he purposely renamed all the tracks of just track one, track two, track three. And he said, and I want you to call me when you're done. And there was about four songs on that, that I still have on my playlist to this day. And actually I became fans of certain bands on like the Magna Carta labels and stuff that I would never have known of had it not been for that mixed disc. So tonight we are not going to be talking about progressive instrumental unless there is that progressively instrumental Christmas jam that came out after 1980. And who knows, maybe there is, but we're going to get in the holiday spirit tonight with a new spin on a Christmas party mixtape. Because when most people hear a Christmas party, they think about everything. They think about the classics. They think about novelty songs. They think about newer stuff. We're putting a little bit of a hitch right in the center of this to give us a little bit of a challenge. And we're only going to focus on Christmas songs released after 1980. So, Jason, what were you looking for in the songs you're bringing to the table tonight? Well, I had all different ways that I could go with this. And it depends on, I have to imagine what exactly the mood of the party is. And probably in real life, I would have two or three different ones in my pocket. So when I showed up, I could read the room. Am I putting on like some classic worship stuff? Am I going to head down the road of some of those church songs that maybe were redone in a fun way? No, that doesn't seem the real. Oh, a lot of eggnog happening in here. Okay. I've got the perfect mixtape for that. And I'm going to tell you, I leaned more towards the eggnog influenced mixtape than I All did right. anything else. Looking for things that are just fun to sing along to or dance to or bring back fun memories. And, uh, probably drink some eggnog too. Love the approach. I am similar in the fact that I went with a lot of songs that are enjoyable year round. Dare I say it, even though they're technically considered Christmas songs. I also have an affinity for novelty songs. One of my favorite holiday seasons I'll never forget was right after my wife and I got married, 2005, 2006. I want to say maybe into 2007 Sirius XM at the time it was, they were split apart and XM radio had a station called special Xmas and it was nothing but novelty songs, 24 hours a day. And I discovered so many ridiculously weird and obscure music. 
I really wish they would bring that station back because I'm sure there's a lot of it out there, but it's hard to find truly novel novelty songs. Mm, That's true. Without it being so absurd that it just ruins the fun of it. Exactly. Well, let's get down to business tonight. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Jason and I'll be curating an eighties and beyond Christmas party mixtape, and we'll use the old cassette deck approach. Jason is my special guest. will begin side A with his first song choice, and then I'll add a song that I feel best follows up that choice. We'll then flip-flop choosing songs until we've mapped out 10 songs for side A. We'll then give our mixtape a proverbial flip, and we'll map out side B, only this time I'll kick things off with Jason choosing second. Our overall goal for this episode is to craft the best 80s and beyond Christmas party mixtape possible through only 20 songs. At the end of the show, you can take our conversation to the next level by visiting the episode page at myweeklymixtape.com to give our final mixtape a listen via the embedded playlist. And if you like what you're hearing on the show, you can help me out by either telling a friend, leaving the show a five-star review wherever you're tuning in, or like Jason, becoming a Patreon mixtaper at patreon.com forward slash myweeklymixtape. And I'd like to take this moment to welcome the newest Patreon mixtaper to the family, and that is Red Sky. Red Sky, thank you so much for joining. Glad to have you on board. Now with that, a few Patreon mixtapers chimed in with what they think should kick off our playlist, and I want to give a few quick shout outs to those. Sean Faust chimed in saying there's only one correct answer, and that's New York City Christmas by Rob Thomas. And I counted, there were nine exclamation points after Thomas. So you know he truly means this one. Mally Hart chimed in with Bad Religion's cover of O Come O Ye Faithful, followed up quickly by Weezer's O Holy Night. And Philip Bergman chimed in with Come On Christmas by Ringo Starr. And as he states, one of the few really good cuts from that album and an exuberant opener to get the festive mood going. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. So with those songs out in the holiday atmosphere, I'm officially pressing the record button on our mixtape and the floor is yours. Jason, what song are you choosing to kick off side A? Well, I feel like if we're going to make a Christmas party mixtape and we press play, the first thing we should hear naturally is Jingle Bells. 
And it's especially fun when the jingle bells kick into a monstrous and unforgettable horn riff that starts off the best Christmas song ever to be made, which is from 1987, Run DMC's Christmas in Hollis. That's how you start a party right there. We got ill reindeer. Gotta have ill reindeer all over the place. Just a fun little hip hop song where Run DMC really lets it loose. Talk about novelty without being a novelty. They they have the ability to have some really funny lyrics and tell a funny story while also just really memorable groove underneath it with that horn riff and the jingle bells. And I think that's the best way we get things started. Absolutely adore the pick. I got to go with adore because Christmas and Hollis could very well be my favorite Christmas song of all time, hands down, hard stop. I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest. There's no way to get this mixtape better now. (laughs) 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 I love this song so much. This is peak Christmas mixtape for me. There is no way we're going to be able to up the excitement from this because this is an absolute jam. The song sampled Clarence Carter's 1968 Christmas song, Backdoor Santa, as well as Frosty the Snowman, Jingle Bells, like you said, and Joy to the World in the middle during the breakdown. The music video is unforgettable. It went on to win Rolling Stone's Best Video of the Year in 1987, beating out, get ready for this, Michael Jackson's Bad which was directed by Martin Scorsese. That is how amazing this video was. This song is, this was at a time when run DMC basically cemented the fact that they were hip hop royalty. And I think this song was the cherry on top of that statement because every time when I think hip hop legends, they're one of the first groups that comes to mind for me. And this is God, it's, Awesome. Awesome start. Now I'm going to have to come down a little bit, but I want to try to keep the energy up as much as possible. You mentioned that there was a little bit of jingle bells going on in the sample. However, they didn't play the full song and you can't have a Christmas party playlist without jingle bells. Now there are so many renditions of jingle bells you can go with, but I think to kind of keep that whole horn section thing going from Christmas and Hollis, I think we're going to jump forward to 2002 and we're going to get a little rockabilly going here and we're going to get the Brian Setzer Orchestra from 2002's Boogie Woogie Christmas and we're going to get Jingle Bells going. I mean, this is getting the party started. You've hit it off at a 10. We got to try to keep the energy and Brian Setzer Orchestra, they have so many amazing Christmas albums. I could have pretty much picked a song at random. But coming out of Christmas and Hollis, it can only be Jingle Bells. Well, I like that it's Jingle Bells because where Christmas and Hollis, if you don't know it, you know, it's easy to groove to, but you can't necessarily sing along. Who can't sing along to Jingle Bells? So now you've got the whole room singing along, up and dancing. So I think that's a great pick coming off of our Run DMC. So now uh, thinking about how to, come after that so i like that we're keeping the energy high i'm gonna dip back into so you're gonna notice a theme for me of i'm more of a blues rock type of guy although i just gave you run dmc but there's the backdoor (laughs) santa sample so there's that but if i'm gonna keep the party started and keep it lively and and i think of the video for this next pick 1983 george thorogood and the destroyers rock and roll christmas because then we're going to come out of singing Jingle Bells into like this party scene where everybody's dancing around, um, a little bit of a bluesy kind of Southern rock groove, up tempo. And I just like how the video shows everybody dancing around. The first thing I thought of when I thought of the Christmas party was the Jingle Bells and the groove from Run DMC. And then the second thing I thought of was that video where everybody's, let me show you what a rock and roll Christmas is. And then he lets them into the room with all of them dancing. George Thorogood is a 1980s blues rock treasure. I mean, come on. Bad to the bone. You think about his cover of Moving On Over, which was originally a Hank Williams country song. I got a chance to see him live 
George Thorogood and the Destroyers, they put on such a fun show. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. I can go on about them. We could do a whole My Weekly Mixtape episode on the Destroyers, and maybe I will someday. I think that's warranted. And there's a good chance, even though this is a Christmas song, it could make the list because it's just it's one of those songs that, yes, you listen to it around the holidays, but if it wasn't about Christmas, don't tell me you wouldn't listen to this song all year long. Could be rock and roll Halloween for all we know. Exactly. But following that up, I'm going to go back to an album we've talked about tonight. And the album, because my favorite Christmas song of all time is on it, definitely elevates the excitement I have for the entire album. And 1987's A Very Special Christmas is my favorite Christmas album of all time. I love pretty much every track on it. And I could probably just drop all 15 songs from the album throughout this mixtape and make a pretty damn good excuse as to what makes a good rock and roll 80s and up Christmas party. But I'm going to go with one that might not be seen as one of the go-to singles from the album, but is just amazing. And it's Brian Adams' Run Rudolph Run. It's a cover of Chuck Berry. So you're getting that bluesy sound like you have with George Thorogood and the Destroyers, but you're doing it with that 80s sheen just a little bit. Brian Adams has that grasp about his voice. He could do blues very, very well. I mean, he does obviously the power ballads and everything, but his rock songs are fantastic. He's got a great rock voice. And this version is almost punk-esque in nature. It's live. It's manic. It's got that energy. You feel it. And I think coming out of Rock and Roll Christmas, it's the perfect follow-up. So, Brian Adams, Run Rudolph Run. Yeah, that's a good pick. You scooped me on the song. I had that on the list. I was debating. I was going to feel out where the list went to see which version I wanted. The one that was at the top of my list was the Faster Pussycat version. Nice. Okay. So, again, a workaround to get an old classic on the set list. Run Rudolph Run. Obviously, Chuck Berry. It's a staple at Christmas time. So many people have covered it from country artists to pop artists to metal artists. So it definitely was going to get on the list. Question for me was just who was going to pick it and by which artist. All right. So now I got to follow that up. Yeah. We're, we're in the, uh, the old bluesy style. We're still upbeat though. I think I'm going to take this bluesy rock. I'm going to pull it into a little bit of country. And again, this is going to be another workaround to get an old song on the list covered by a more modern artist. Could be classified as a novelty song. It's a little bit cheesy and fun and goofy, but it gives us some good rock and country licks while we sing a song from the perspective of a child trying to figure out what exactly is going on with Santa Claus and his mother. And uh, the song is from 2006. It's a Buck Owens cover of Santa Looked a Lot Like Daddy by Brad Paisley. Nice. Brad Paisley's Christmas album is so much fun. He is one of the hands down best country guitarists on the scene right now. And he incorporates so many different elements into that sound that it's so unique. And his... Santa looks a lot like daddy cover is amazing and crap. I, I literally know the perfect song to follow it up with. And it's kind of in that same vein, but I'm going back to the same damn album. Ah, screw it. I'm doing it. I'm going back to 1987's a very special Christmas because coming out of Brad Paisley, Santa looks a lot like daddy. We got to go with John Mellencamp, keeping that almost country esque vibe going with their version of I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. So it's kind of the answer to Santa looks a lot like daddy. I saw mommy kiss. There's a whole lot of shenanigans going on with the parents here and Santa who knows what's happening, but musically John Mellencamp's version comes right out of Brad Paisley and continues that vibe on a musical level really, really well. Yeah. And I, I love all this stuff. I, I'm, I'm already excited to listen to this mixtape because it hits all the buttons for me. It's good fun. It's country, Southern style rock and roll. I, I'm just excited to crank all that stuff up. And, you know, those songs are, everybody knows the words to them. So again, there are other ones you're going to sing along and groove along to. So I'm going to take that 
and I'm going to bring it a little bit back into the rock area. Still staying upbeat, but uh, I actually just came across this song. So I, I had thrown out to my uh, text group of, uh, of State of Amorica friends and asked them about it. And one of the songs that came up that I wasn't aware of in 1990, ACDC does Mistress for Christmas. So while we are continuing to talk about what's going on with the parents, let's have ACDC come in and look for a mistress. I'm not going to lie to you. This song sounds exactly like an ACDC song. So if you took all the words out that are Christmas related and just put regular old ACDC lyrics in it, it's straight off a of razor's edge. It's ACDC. But to have the Christmas lyrics and the, uh, well, let's say sleaziness of ACDC searching for a little side action on Christmas <laughs> while they're rocking. There's nothing wrong with that. You said it, the razor's edge. This is not a Christmas song. As far as I'm concerned, I listened to the ACDC catalog probably once a year where I'm like, all right, I, I just got to go all the way from the beginning, all the way up. And when the song comes on, I'm like, this isn't a Christmas song. And Hailstorm does a great cover of it. And again, not a Christmas song. Yes, it's Mistress for Christmas. So yes, it's a Christmas song. But in my mind, it's in a gray area. It blurs the lines enough where I can listen to it all year round without a shroud of guilt. And I think I'm going to do another response to your call here because you put in this kind of 80s style hard rock in Mistress for Christmas. So I'm going to respond with the same vibe and the same vein. And a song that's very familiar to everybody that are hard rock fans because it is not a Christmas song. We're not going to take it by Twisted Sister. However, in 2006, on a Twisted Christmas, Dee Snyder and the boys reimagined We're Not Going to Take It, complete with a music video to match. And it's O Come All Ye Faithful sang to the music of We're Not Gonna Take It. There is no way that this isn't the perfect follow-up to Mistress for Christmas. <laughs> and that video is just great. The beginning of it where he's he's got the CD all wrapped up. <laughs> and uh, the lady just about has a heart attack when that's her gift. <laughs> those guys, I tell you, they are something else. That's all I can say about those guys. That's a fun... Man, that's a... And that's a tough one to follow because now you're getting into like, that's a little off the beaten path with how they, uh, they pulled that off. Cause you've got a classic Christmas song done to a classic eighties tune. So coming off of that, while we are disparaging our families, I think I've got to take what might be a little pivot coming off of that, but I think it's just weird enough to work. And this was another recommendation. This is from the prof, Ray Permi. He sent me this song and I listened to it. This is sort of like an Irish bar chant. And it's from 2013. It's Dropkick Murphy's The Seasons Upon Us. Yes. <laughs> and it's basically like an old Irish bar chant about how much your family sucks. <laughs> and if you know all the words, it's fun to sing along to as all Irish jig songs are. And some of the things that are in there are just fantastically hilarious where he's just absolutely sick of all of his family and can't help but to get out of there as quick as he can. And that's what some of us feel like at Christmas, you know? So I'm going to go with Dropkick Murphy's The Season's Upon Us. Well, you 100% scooped me on the pick. That was 100% on my list. I was just trying to figure out where to put it. So you made my life a lot easier because now I don't have to. That song peaked at number 23 on Billboard's U.S. Hot Rock and Alternative Songs. Strangely enough, in January of 2014, after the season was upon us. So the song, I guess people had such a joyous time with their family that this song resonated up the charts for the dropkick Murphy's absolutely love the pick. And normally this would not be the song I close out the side, but you and I have had a really good call and response going on this side. 
So you did the blues slash 80s rock of George Thorogood and the Destroyers, and I followed it up with the 80s rock of Brian Adams. You had Brad Paisley with the country vibe, and I followed it up with John Mellencamp's country vibe. You pivoted to ACDC and the hard rock vibe. Mistress for Christmas, I followed up with Twisted Sister. Then you pivoted it to a punk sound with The Seasons Upon Us by the Dropkick Murphys. And I want to continue that punk-esque pivot, but also give a callback to the first song on the side. So the first song on the side, Run DMC's Christmas and Hollis. It's got horns. It's from A Very Special Christmas. I'm going to jump up to A Very Special Christmas 3. Again, I love that series. It was for a great cause, and I love all the songs on pretty much all of them. But 1997, one of the biggest bands on the planet, covers a song originally recorded a year earlier by punk band The Vandals. And a year later, the guitarist Warren Fitzgerald produced for A Very Special Christmas 3, No Doubt's rendition of Oi to the World. I mean, this version introduced The Vandals to so many people who never heard them before because when you go in the liner notes and you read about you see that this was not originally by no doubt you go back and realize oh wow and this album is a whole punk christmas album so i am very thankful that warren did this with no doubt i love gwen stefani's voice on it it's fun it's exciting it's a party song you got the horns it's kind of a great way to kind of be the yin to christmas and hollis at the end of the side so no doubt, oi to the world. Yeah, that's a good pick. And I like your point about no doubt and in, in the path you went down with the Vandals. There's a lot of these songs and other songs that we may talk about later that had the same effect to to the point where I started compiling this list of Christmas songs and ended up compiling a whole list of other songs to go back and revisit from various bands, especially when you start realizing, you know, this song was covered by this more modern artist, which was a covered by this later artist, which was actually a cover from this way earlier artist. And some of these songs that are like classics and staples from the 90s and 2000s are actually like songs from the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. that you didn't even realize. So I love that aspect of music in general, but I especially love when a band like No Doubt takes a song and gives it a little different twist. Well, there you have it, folks. That concludes side A of our 80s and beyond Christmas party mixtape, which consists of Run DMC's Christmas and Hollis, Brian Setzer Orchestra's Jingle Bells, George Thorogood and the Destroyer's Rock and Roll Christmas, Brian Adams' Run Rudolph Run, Brad Paisley's Santa Looks a Lot Like Daddy, John Mellencamp's I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, ACDC's Mistress for Christmas, Twisted Sisters' Oh Come All Ye Faithful, Dropkick Murphy's The Seasons Upon Us, and No Doubts, Oi to the World. Head over to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to hear all the songs we've discussed in this mix through the playlist embedded on the episode page. Now, Jason, before we flip it over to side B, you talked about this earlier, the state of Amorica podcast, which you are a producer of. For those people that don't know State of Amorica, this is the premiere black crows podcast so why don't you tell people about that yeah i appreciate that as far as we know we're the only black crows podcast black crows are a favorite band of many a lot of people are hard to find that love this band as much as we do our podcast talks about this band really digs into the history the members we've had a lot of band members on we've had a lot of equipment and sound guys on just really talking about the legacy of this band and everything that they bring to the table I'm lucky enough to be the producer. I don't get on air as often, although I've been a little bit more lately, but Dave and Ian are really the voice of the podcast. I do a lot of the sound editing and the song clips and give them all my ideas and tell them what works and what doesn't work, which I'm sure they love. Uh, <laughs> and meanwhile, like what we've done is not just create a podcast, but what we encourage people is, is like you, like I got here with you is join our Patreon. Um, The Patreon content is what I do most of. That's what I primarily do. And we've built not only just a podcast celebrating a band, but we've built a community of music lovers. 
that, yeah, the Black Crows is how we got here, but the Black Crows is just a catalyst. We were just speaking of No Doubt and going on that rabbit hole of discovering other bands. I would tell you that two-thirds, if not three-quarters of the music that I listen to today somehow or another tie back to the Black Crows because they covered a band or because a band opened for them or because their members have dispersed and joined other bands. Rich Robinson was the lead guitarist for a while, or the rhythm guitarist, I guess, technically for Bad Company. Mm-hmm. I was never a big Bad Company fan, but when he jumped in that band, I'm like, well, I guess I better check this band out. So it's things like that that happen, and we get to talk about it. We do Zoom hangs. We do all sorts of things to build community. We do road trips and meet up. So if you like the Crows, come on over. But more importantly, if you just like music in general, come check us out. Dig into this band. Dig into all the rabbit holes you can go down with this band, and it's a good time. Absolutely love it. Black Crows are a premier Southern rock group, and I hope at some point to be able to do a Black Crows episode. Would love to have one of the brothers on, but obviously we'll see how that goes. I know you guys know very well how easy that is or isn't. So (laughs) if you're taking count into which members of the band have been on and which ones haven't, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move into side B now where I get to kick things off. And look, we've talked about it. Run DMC's Christmas and Hollis is my favorite Christmas song of all time. So to start off side B, I want to give a call back to that song. One of the songs that Christmas and Hollis samples is Backdoor Santa. And on 2001's A Very Special Christmas 5, which was recorded live in December of 2000, B.B. King and John Popper of Blues Traveler got together and covered Backdoor Santa with the same opening for all intents and purposes as Christmas in Hollis. So as a call back to side A and trying to keep that energy up while keeping with that bluesy theme, because I mean, come on, this is a Christmas song. I don't care that it, the lyrics are about Santa and old St. Nicky. This is a blues song where B.B. King and John Popper are dueling solos This is an all-year-long jam that just so happens to fit the vibe better at Christmas time. B.B. King, Backdoor Santa. Yeah, it's a great pick. And coming off, just what we were talking about on the flip, the Black Crows do do a cover of that as well. Came out originally in 2005, I think. uh, Saw a lot of uh, airplay in 2020 as well. But yeah, you can't go wrong with whether it's that version with B.B. King and and John Popper highlights a lot of the musicality of, of it. The Black Crows version really gives Chris a voice to really dig into all that the blue stuff and, and really belting it out to uh, just put you in a mood. Again, eggnogs are flowing. Let's get grooving. That's a great pick. Obviously had it on my list with the Crows there. And there's also another version that you could jump into as well. Around that same time, I think it was 2004, Australian band Jet did a fantastic version of it from their four-year consideration release. And that one has a little bit more of the garage rock sound. So this song has popped up many a times throughout the 2000s, and it always works because at the end of the day, Clarence Carter's original is a friggin' masterpiece that all these bands can paint their own versions of, and it's still amazing. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I I love all those versions. Obviously, I'm going to lean towards... The Crows. I love that BB King version, though. That's that's just amazing. So now I have the challenge of how do you come off of something like that? Uh, a couple of my songs I have on my list don't flow out of that as well as I would like. But I think here is where I would like to up the energy again a little bit, maybe pull us out of the bluesy stuff and into some more, I guess, for lack of a better term, arena rock style, but from a Beatle. So that's kind of weird. So I'm going to I'm going to acknowledge your uh, Patreon recommendation. Ringo Starr, Come on Christmas 1999. Seems like a staple of Christmas songs. You got to have some sort of horn section in there. So we got some sax in this. We got some nice harmonies in the vocals, but at the end of the day, it sounds exactly like like an arena rock song that gets everybody fired up and dancing. So we're going to pick up the tempo just a little bit as we move into the second side here. 
Love it. And when you said Beatle, there was a part of me that thought you were going to go with Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time. And in my brain, I'm sitting there going, I don't know how that would work coming out of Backdoor Sand. But as soon as you said, come on Christmas, I'm like, that works. Okay, that I could hear. So I love it. And coming out of that, it's it's hard to top a Beatle. So I'm not even going to try. But I am going to stay in that arena rock vein. So I'm basically following your shadow here. But I feel like when I think about arena rock and Christmas songs, I can't help but immediately get right back to the beginning of our time frame here and go to 1981. And this was a B-side for the hit song, My Kind of Lover, from his In the Dark album. This is Billy Squire, Christmas is the Time to Say I Love You. I immediately am brought back to a kid sitting on the ground watching MTV and seeing all the VJs singing along. I read Martha Quinn saying that it was her favorite all-time MTV moment ever. I vividly remember it like it was yesterday. And this song always stuck into my head for that reason. And kind of given that arena rock theme, I think Billy Squire is a perfect fit here. So Christmas is the time to say I love you. Yeah, that's a good call. I like the flow there. And that's Billy Squire is, I think, somewhat underrated. You know, he doesn't have a lot of hit stuff out there, but I really enjoy a lot of the stuff he does. And Christmas, that really brings out a time to get arena rocking. And again, I'm looking at my songs I have in my list and thinking, how am I going to make these transitions? Because some of these are just so out there that uh, I'm going to have to really work hard to make it make sense. I'm going to have to sell you on, this is why this works. <laughs> and uh, I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to keep it up-tempo. Not exactly Reno Rock, but I'm going to keep it up-tempo. We're going to go a little little bit punky and probably into that vein of the novelty thing that you think. But I'm also going to pull in a classic song everyone's going to know the words to, but we're going to do it a little quirky. So a band that I really like, it's called Reliant K. And they put out a Christmas album back in 2007. And a lot of the versions of the songs they do on there are up-tempo, punky, sort of quirky versions of the songs. And one in particular that seems to be very popular in my household is one of the most repetitive songs ever to be recorded. But they do it in such a way where they change tempo, they change tonality, they throw some really surprise quirks at you when they sing these things. But I think the only way you can force people by now with plenty of eggnog in them to sing the 12 days of Christmas is to do it Reliant K style. Fantastic. I was wondering where you were going with that. I love the Reliant K Christmas album. That's to me is like prime pop punk era Christmas music. And that one, yes, it is repetitive, but the way they change up the timing and the pacing and the five golden ring and like, it just works so damn well. I absolutely love it. And once again, I'm going to follow in your shadow and stick with this punk and I'm going to stick with quirky and I'm going to go really quirky and I'm going to go to the quirkiest side of punk, but I mean that in the greatest of ways. And I'm going to even throw in the ska to the ska punk part of this equation and bring up one of the premier ska punk bands. This song was originally released as a let's date it free mp3 single on the band's website and officially released on their 2021 ep i want a hippopotamus for christmas 2 t-o-o i'm going with the aquabats cover of holiday road from the original vacation movie by lindsey buckingham however also known in christmas vacation so it's a little bit of a stretch Everybody knows Holiday Road, and when you hear it done in this ska punk goofy style, the eggnog has hit hard at this point, and everybody's singing the road, oh, 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 and having a lot of fun, and this is keeping that party just off the charts right now. So Aquabats cover of Holiday Road. That's a song I promise that if you just said to me the name of that song, and said, do you like that song? I would say, I don't know that song. And you would say, I promise you do. And then you would play it, and I would immediately go, oh, yeah. 
I don't think I've ever paid attention to what the name of that song was. But obviously with the Vacation movies, it's well known. Uh, basically the theme, right, of the of that franchise. And um, what? yeah, that's a great way to keep the party going. And having the sky and horns in there continues to make it tough to to switch out and figure out how I'm going to get these last couple songs in there. I have to acknowledge a request, though, in my shout out to the Patreons over at SOA, because one of the ones that got a lot of, once it was recommended, I got a lot of people like, yeah, that's got to be on there. That's got to be on there. And we got to start to figure out how we're going to calm this party down so that we don't end up uh, having a lot of damage and police called. So <laughs> I'm going to bring it. So we have a bona fide rap song on here. I'm going to bring it down from the sky and punk and move into sort of a rap song, but not quite, but it is quirky and it's got a nice little groove and it's been covered by a lot of modern artists, specifically the Spice Girls as an example. Uh, and that's a little more upbeat version of it, but we're going to transition into Christmas rapping by the waitresses from 1982. And again, great groove. You've got your horns that you have to have. In any Christmas song, I recommend that on the mixtape, we put the single edit because it tends to run a little long, but it's essentially she's singing in a way that's basically rapping. And that's the shtick of the song. It's Christmas rapping spelled with a W, mm -hmm. but she's really sort of rap singing the song and it's really quirky. And it's another story about how Christmas can go not so great sometimes in a funny way. Iconic song, obviously, every year on the radio growing up in the 80s, all the radio stations would kindly let their DJs spend Christmas with their family, and they would just do the 24 hours of uninterrupted Christmas music, which was fantastic because there was no commercials to deal with. It was just holiday music around the clock. And I remember that song being played every, pretty much every hour on the hour. It, it, it's just a absolute classic. And it's got such a unique vibe that it almost serves for the last four songs as a little bit of a palate cleanser because there's really no way to come out of that, especially from the Aquabats to the waitresses and have it make perfect sense. So to kind of set us off with a little bit of a kind of a clean slate with enough directions you can bounce off of. Playlist Wars fans will go back and remember an episode that we did that kind of ran, oh, I'd say this joke went for at least 30-something episodes. Uh, we did an episode of who could create the best YouTube playlist. And in my 10 songs, I included their version of Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home from 1987's A Very Special Christmas. In my top 10 YouTube songs of all time playlist. Needless to say, I didn't win. Uh, I didn't even come in second by the nearest of margins. I was blown out of the water. And for the next 30 something episodes, I was just destroyed over the fact that I chose this as a top 10 U2 song. But I'm going to say here on my weekly mixtape that I stand by that decision. I still think it's a top 10 U2 song. And I absolutely love their version. 100%. The, the original Everybody Knows by Darlene Love is an absolute classic. I think of the beginning of Gremlins when I think of this song. But U2's version had just such a rock edge to it. There was almost this punky spirit that they brought to it. This was U2, Joshua Tree, Rattle and Hum era, my favorite time for this band. And this fit right in the middle of all of that. And to me, it's... a fantastic Christmas song. And yes, a top 10 U2 song. I apologize, U2 fans. I have nothing against the band, but this song just kicks that much ass. Christmas, baby, please come home by U2. Yeah, I like it. And it's a song that kind of fills the room. Brings It's still, it's rocking, but we're bringing the tempo down. We're trying to calm people down now and enjoy the last of their night. Let the eggnog wear off a little bit. Let the tension in the room come down. Let us kind of vibe out. Still getting the rock going, which I really love. And coming out of that, I'm going to continue to kind of mellow things out as we round out the end of the mixtape. But I want to I wanna bring in a little bit of R&B, little pop R&B in here. 
And because I remiss if we can get through a playlist without putting this band, this group on here, because I think they're just a testament to the 90s. And it's one of the best ways that I can think of to groove out uh, during Christmas. So I'm going to head that into a little poppy R&B song called Sleigh Ride by TLC from 1992. And complete with a Lisa Left Eye rap in the middle of it to get us on that vibe. But that's how we're going to continue to kind of groove things out and bring the energy down a little bit. People forget that in 1992, TLC was one of the biggest bands on the planet. And Left Eye was such a unique and gifted presence. I absolutely love the inclusion of this. And it's changing the vibe enough where... Since we each only have one choice left, I could kind of pick up the party to kind of end it on like this really heavy, epic note, or I can continue to bring us down to kind of wind the party up in a nice bow all wrapped up as a gift. And I'm really torn about which direction I want to go in. (sighs) Well, Prague instrumental comes into Yes, yes. Unfortunately, yeah. Well, if I was going to go with the prog instrumental side, the closest thing I could have did was pick Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Christmas Eve Sarajevo 1224. But to me, coming out of TLC, that just feels very like oil and water. It doesn't come out of it in a way that would really flow naturally, but I do love that song. And it is one of the biggest Christmas albums of all time in the U.S., Certified three times platinum. I mean, it's gotten over a million downloads. It's just an unbelievable song, but does not work coming out of Sleigh Ride. However, I know I've said a very special Christmas a lot in this hour, but I talked about one and I talked about three. I got to pull something. And actually, I talked about five as well. I got to bring something from two, even though four got ignored. Sorry, four. But when it involves your favorite artist of all time, recording his original Christmas song, you have to go with Tom Petty's Christmas All Over Again. How can I possibly talk about Christmas and not talk about this fact? It is a Tom Petty original Christmas song. If you, if it doesn't sound familiar, it was in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. And then you can't forget the ending fate of the song where he says, let me see, I want a new Rickenbacker guitar, two Fender basements, a Chuck Berry songbook, a xylophone, Tom Petty, Christmas all over again. Yeah, what a great song. Tom Petty is one of the best songwriters out there and miss that guy. What a, what a great way for him to contribute to this Christmas album. And coming out of that, I think what we want to do is is maybe actually finish with a little bit something unusual. And I'm going to pull something that I would usually put on a list that I would put on, like if I were to make a mixtape of, of worship songs. But I want to kind of wrap it up with just a reminder of, of why we all came here in the first place. And the best way to experience this song is with your kids. This was originally on a VeggieTales Christmas CD. And this is a song that we'll finish it up with having a little fun. Um, this is by a band called Owl City with help from Toby Mac, just to have a little lighthearted fun, reminding us of the Christmas spirit. So coming off of Tom Petty's beauty, we're going to go into a little bit of a pop mode, a little bit upward tempo to just kind of wrap things up on a fun note. And there's a song from 2013 called Light of Christmas by Owl City and Toby Mac. This is the kind of song that I could see if our Christmas party had ending credits. the credits are rolling and we're having all the different songs that were played throughout the night and they're rolling up the screen everyone's kind of packing up their stuff and this song is playing in the background putting a nice little exclamation point at the end of our evening because this has been a really really fun party side b kicked off with bb king and john popper backdoor santa ringo stars come on christmas billy squires christmas is the time to say i love you Reliant K's The 12 Days of Christmas, The Aquabats, Holiday Road, The Waitresses, Christmas Wrapping, U2's Christmas, Baby Please Come Home, TLC's Sleigh Ride, Tom Petty's Christmas All Over Again, and Owl City with Toby Mac, 
light of Christmas. Head over to myweeklymixtape.com to hear all the songs we've discussed in this mix through the playlist embedded on the episode page. Now, Jason, if people would like to learn more about State of Amorica, how can they find the show and learn more about it? Yeah, best way to do that, uh, State of Amorica, pretty much that's the name on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, uh, State of Amorica on Twitter, constantly putting information out. Look us up on Patreon, the State of Amorica, and um, get connected. You'll have a fun time, I promise. Well, I would first like to thank you so much for being a part of the episode tonight, and more importantly, for being a Patreon mixtaper, for supporting the show The Extra Mile. It truly means the world to me. And I appreciate being a part of it. It brings back such memories. And for those of you that are listening, the best part to experience the show is don't forget to go into the show notes on the site and actually listen to the playlist. It makes it all the better. That's the way to engulf yourself in the music we discussed tonight. And Jason, before we log off, I should say happy holidays to you and your family as well. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, Brian. Remember, Mixtapers, you can find My Weekly Mixtape on almost all the social media haunts at My Weekly Mixtape. You can also head to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to check out the full catalog of My Weekly Mixtape episodes. And if you like what you're hearing on the show, you can help me out by either telling a friend, leaving the show a five-star review wherever you're tuning in, or becoming a Patreon Mixtaper at Patreon.com forward slash My Weekly Mixtape. That's all for this week. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Enjoy the tunes. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.